everyone, I'm Madeline Park, stylist and vintage fashion hound. I believe everything has a story, whether it be clothes or the people that wear them. It's needless to say that 2020 has been a challenging year for most, but a personal highlight has been finding my new creative home in the historic district of Potts Point in Sydney. For season three of Style Stories, I wanted to honour this vibrant community and celebrate coming together. What better way to do this than to partner with a community organisation that brings life and laughter to those who need it most, like the Wayside Chapel, the heart and soul of Potts Point, a Sydney village which has been likened to New York and Paris. Like these great cities, Wayside joyfully embraces diversity and brings together all walks of life in many creative ways, but notably through its op shop which is renowned for being a treasure trove of donated designer digs, as well as a vital source of support for this organisation. Of course, I talk all things style with my guests this season. However, I also hope to honour their stories by highlighting their contribution to community, not only through their creative pursuits, but by looking good, feeling good, and most significantly, doing good. Today, I'm chatting with Bianca Race, vintage fashion maestro and coordinator of the Wayside Chapel Op Shop. While Bianca stands as a beloved fixture in the Wayside community, graciously serving both those who give and those in need, her own life has travelled a varied path that has seen her take on diverse roles, ranging from fruit picker to young mum to aspiring actress. Bianca's fashion choices may also have followed various twists and turns, but it's always been her style to consider community and add a little vintage charm to her look. I've kept Bianca in the easygoing style she has gotten used to and dressed her in a reclaimed pink jumpsuit and Nicholas Kirkwood kitten heels, both sourced from the Wayside Chapel Op Shop. I hope you can sit back, relax and enjoy listening to Bianca's story. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. You look fabulous in your outfit source from the Wayside Chapel Op Shop. Thank you. Um, now, normally in these interviews, uh, I try to dig up as much um, information about the person as possible, only to kind of give myself a sense yeah. of who they are and, and so I can explore that more. Uh, but I've got to say, there wasn't a lot to <laughs> find about you. You're, you have a very light tread on your social media yeah. footprint. Um, understatement. Yeah. Understatement. <laughs> So I guess the thing that I know that we can start with is fashion. Um, what I do know about you is that you have a passion for it. Um, and let's start from the beginning. And was fashion something that you loved as a kid and was it always something that you kind of were drawn to? Uh, yeah, I think so. uh, my mum has always had a great sense of style. Yeah. Um, not so much following trends or whatever, but she just she wore some pretty outrageous outfits. I remember growing up, and then in turn would put me in some really outrageous outfits. Yeah, that I was kind of I remember being embarrassed. Yeah, wearing but um, standouts like oh I just remember just in the eighties just these huge like balloon matching twin set pants yes. with top and sequins. I wore a lot of sequins. Right, strangely. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so I think maybe that you know, infiltrated into 
my sense of style or just, you know, just just my life, really. Yeah. Um, so what did your mum do when... She, she was a school teacher originally. Yeah. And then once uh, my sister and I were born, she was a stay-at-home mum for a bit and then became a makeup artist. Oh, okay. So yeah, so she was doing a lot... So she's, she's always been quite creative. Mm. Um, she did a bit of interior design and... What else did she do? Oh, some yeah. Make, actually, and then she opened up a beauty salon. Okay. So she was yeah, and so it was always about the makeup. It yeah. was always about what she was like her her fa- her what she was wearing. I remember she went through a wig phase. Right. So I was probably oh I don't know I just remember being surface paradise Christmas yeah. holidays yeah. and mum pulling out a different wig every day. It was yeah. just really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Dolly Parton one day black. Sure, Bob the neck, like next, yeah. it was just Cleopatra. Cleopatra, oh, yeah, so embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, but she, like she looked amazing. Yeah. So I just think, yeah, and just from her probably. And do you, in that time, do you remember having an attachment to something that you loved that you kind of felt as a little kid um, identified you? Like a small child? Yeah, often there's something that people really hold on to. It meant something to them to wear that as a kid. and it, it's Not so much when I was really little. Yeah. But, uh, as I think maybe about nine, I had these jeans and yeah. I called them my Bernies. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. They were, uh, to me, they're the most amazing things ever. Yeah. It's just these like, what were Lee they? jeans. Yeah. On, like for a little kid or something. I don't know. And I just wore them to death. Yeah. So they had holes in them. Right. Which is really boring. They're really boring. Like, it's just jeans. It's nothing. Yeah. Why do you think you were attached to those? I don't actually know. Maybe because my mum did put me in such outrageous outfits yeah. from a very early age. I, there was a part of me that just wanted to kind of blend in. Right. A bit, I yeah. think. And at and nine years old would be that age yeah. where you do kind of start to feel like yeah. that's the time. Yeah. And I remember I went to a Steiner school for a few years. Okay. And... I turned into a hippie yeah. because that's kind of what you do and there was a lot of tie-dye. Yeah. Um, we were talking earlier <laughs> about tie-dye. And, yeah, a lot of tree of life kind of dresses. And then when I went into a public school after that, I remember feeling shame and embarrassed because I was different. So in terms of the hippie kind of style, your mum sounded like she was quite glam. Yeah. How did she respond to you wanting to wear your tie-dye and your cheesecloth? I think she loved it. Oh, did she? Yeah, I think she was just... Whatever. I think it was just as I got older and became a teenager that she just thought I was a total dag. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just l- trying to be like everybody else because yeah. not wanting to stand out. Yeah. yeah. So that happened when you moved to public school, that kind of yeah, sense of Yeah, just this wanting to conform. Yeah. And my public – I grew up on the North Shore and mm. my family was European. Yeah. And no one else was at that time, strangely. Yeah. And, yeah, so I was aware of that. I mean, we were the family that my – friends would comment on how much olive oil we ate like yeah. it was just it was it was just weird and so I just didn't want to be different yeah so because yeah. it's funny we, we, when I met you last week we um kind of connected on the fact that we both got Greek heritage yeah. <laughs> um which I you obviously with your blonde hair yeah. and your blue eyes you wouldn't be able to spot no. that straight well, away too. Yeah, yeah yeah we're both quite fair yeah. for what people assume is Greek yeah. um but how, like, so tell me more about that sense of difference. Like, did, was your household that different to the rest of the North Shore? And if some people listening probably have no idea what the North yeah. Shore means in Sydney. Yeah. Do you want to just give us a... Uh, well, I grew up in Chatswood and so yeah. I went to, so, the, you know, Chatswood, Linfield, Roseville, yeah. Cara, yeah. whatever. It was, 
very Anglo. It was just Anglo back then. I yes. mean, it's very different now. It's yeah. Quite, you know, um, it's got more diversity now. Much more. Yeah. But back then, it didn't really. I mean, we had one Asian family in our street. Yes. I mean, and that was different to that seemed. They seemed so different yes. to I think uh, our neighbours at the time. So my yeah. So my mum being Greek and my dad being Czech, it was. I just, yeah, I just remember feeling like I wanted to be like my friends, I think, mm. you know, and I didn't want to speak Greek and I just, yeah, I just, yeah, it was just, it was just very different. Mm. I mean, it doesn't sound diff- like, it doesn't feel like it would be that different now, now yeah. as in, but yeah, it was, I was aware of it and I think that's why just wanting to look like other people and... Uh, wanting my family to be like other people, to be quieter because yeah. my family was really loud. <laughs> like everyone screamed at each other, but they're just yeah. having a conversation. Yeah, yes. um, I know that very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it, that kind of came through in. And so it's you and your sister. Yeah. And do you have any other siblings, or no. is it just sorry? Yeah. And did you say you are the older or younger? I'm the eldest. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and did your sister follow your lead? Like, did she kind of want to be more like you, or did she? Oh, she was braver. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. My sister's always been a bit braver. Yeah. Yeah. In what she wore and stuff, but maybe that's because she was the youngest. Right. Yeah. She could get away with more. Yeah. Yeah. A bit more like your mum in terms yeah, of... Yeah, I'd say so. She was, she was more glamorous. I don't think I've really been that glamorous, whereas yeah. my sister and my mum are very glamorous. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, your mum had these kind of creative yeah. um, spurs and kind of uh, ways of doing things. Yeah. Were you a creative kid? Did you channel that into other... Like, maybe if you kind of downplayed the fashion, did that go into other kind of spaces for you yeah yeah I, I played the violin yeah um I danced from a very early age what kind of dance uh tap right. and jazz yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love tap yeah which uh, is quite theatrical know, and out yeah, there very yeah <laughs> and uh drama so I did a lot of that too yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. I th- yeah that's probably where I channeled everything right mm. and um as a teenager you're obviously saying you you know you you downplayed what you were wearing did you um we'll get into the kind of your relationship to secondhand clothes later but was that an opportunity or a time because we as we just kind of reconciled before the interview we probably a similar vintage yeah and for me I discovered you know secondhand shopping Mm. and op shopping at that time and I think there was a bit of a push for that like it was quite a cool thing to do mm. is that something you did as a teenager oh, yeah for sure we went to Glebe Markets yes every Saturday yeah <laughs> and I, you'd fill up a bag yeah and you'd spend about $20 and you get the most amazing vintage I just remember getting these amazing vintage coats a lot like I love yes. coats yeah um Newtown would go to Newtown yeah. and you'd literally buy a bag full of stuff for five dollars yeah yeah so I it, it my love of vintage and secondhand clothing developed in my teens. Yeah, um, and tie dye came made a comeback <laughs> for me. Like I wish you wearing tie dye today. Tie dye tie dye petticoat skirts and little uh, Bonds t shirts with my little with my cherry oh, docks. Yeah, like that was my thing. Yeah. Um, so I wore, yeah, yeah just I that can, kind of I can grungy, see a sixteen year old, yeah, being angsty, <laughs> yeah. you know, confused girl. Yeah, yeah. And so, were you acting a lot then as well? Uh, I was doing pantomimes. Right. Yeah, so I was doing a lot of drama and pantomimes. Yeah. But then I kind of got to about uh, 
maybe 15, 16, and I gave everything up. Right. In an act of rebellion, I think, towards my parents. Right. Yeah. And so what did you do? What did Nothing. you pursue? Nothing. I just became naughty. Right. Yeah. Oh, what naughty things did you oh, do? D- just naughty things? <laughs> <laughs> Everything my mum told me not to do, I did. Right. Yeah, it was yeah. like an FU to her. Yeah, just rebellious. What, why do you think you needed to rebel? A strict. She was a right. strict Greek okay. mum. Yeah. But not like, it's, fu- it's yeah. funny, she's not. <laughs> yeah. But when it came to her girls... And being a teenager, I think her, her, her Greekness just came out. Yeah, that fierce, protective. Well, and, yeah, and just probably a lot of fear too and what will the neighbours think mm. and what will her mother think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely – I definitely felt that. To that. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Definitely. It's – um, and – being our age and, yeah. and mothers now, yeah. you know, I, I have a lot more empathy for understanding where my mum was coming yeah. from. But again, right, in my situation, I had quite a bit of freedom, but mm. there was still that element of, well, just make sure no one sees you doing that. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and, and I never, I wasn't particularly naughty, but, you mm-hmm. know, um, it was just more like, I just don't want anyone to to have anything like any material on you mm. to to say anything bad. It was that level of yeah. protection. Yeah, yeah. But it can be when you're trying to figure out who you are and, mm. and you know, like for me going to Glebe Markets was like, oh, my God, like my whole mm. eyes were open. Like it was like a whole world mm. opening up to me mm. um, of like fabulous difference, right? But, um, you know, you, you're like, I don't overprotect me. I'm trying to figure stuff yeah. out. So I guess... Yeah. It's the same, yeah. I think. Just wanting to rebel, just, yeah, being told you can't do this, you can't do that because this is, you know, you know, not, you're not allowed to have a boyfriend so therefore I'd, be, I'd go out and get a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not allowed to drink so, I'd, you know, of course I'm going to yeah. go out and drink. Um, so, yeah, that, that was kind of my rebellion. Yeah. Me, but it really, I mean... I regret it now because I gave up everything that I loved yeah. to spite my parents, which yeah. is ridiculous. But yeah. I suppose that's the whole being a teenager. Well, yeah. You you're know? Pushing boundaries. Pushing and boundaries. And figuring out where you fit in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then what happened after school? Like you, what what, what did you do once you finished I, high school? Uh, I went to uni for a bit. Yeah. Oh, no, I travelled. I, yeah. tra- I, I, my poor mother actually. I um, <laughs> told her, my girlfriend and I decided to go to Byron for a month. This right. is after school finished. Yeah, and I think we had our tax returns or something, so we we thought we were all cashed up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I told her we're going for a month, and I came back a year later. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we did this amazing road trip though, all the way up to Cairns. But it took us a year to get to Cairns. Yeah. And uh, we worked along the way. Yeah. Just at like pubs oh, and bars. No, and we fruit picked. Oh, right. Yeah, it was awful. It was so <laughs> bad. I would never do it again, but it was an amazing um, experience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we kind of fruit picked our way all the way up to Cairns. Right. And then I came back a year later. Yeah. 75 kilos or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, because <laughs> from all the beer. Yeah. And swearing like a trooper. Yeah. Like it was awful. Yeah. But... Yeah, so, so I did. Did that. you feel like you really embraced that Anglo side of you that you were <laughs> <laughs> seeking? Yeah, in, yeah, in North Queensland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I did that and went to uni for a bit, and um, just was a bit directionless. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like. I was studying creative writing, and 
yeah, just didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I um, met my daughter's father. And so I kind of, oh yeah, I had my daughter quite young. Yeah, actually. I imagine because yeah. you were saying she's 15 yeah, years she's 15 old. Yeah, she's 15 in a couple of weeks, yeah. which is crazy. Amazing. Yeah. So you must, you would have been a very young mom. Yeah, I was 22. So how was that for you in terms of sense of identity? You've kind of gone through this rebellious phase yeah. and you know, not run away, but yeah. you you travelled and then yeah. you're, you're a mum and that's yeah. confronting yeah. at the best of times. How was that in terms of, yeah, as I said, sense of self well, at the time? I don't actually think – I'm only starting to um, – this might sound awful – but starting to realise the ramifications of having a child now. Yeah. <laughs> As in 15 years later. Yeah. I'm starting to know myself now. Yeah. And myself as a mother and or and, and just and just a woman and having a daughter as well. I, I wasn't equipped mm. with with the, this when I had her. But I mean what twenty two year old is. Yeah. Um and also I, I learnt the other day that your brain doesn't fully develop till you're 25. <laughs> Did you know this? No. Oh, yeah. This has been a, a revelation. So yeah. basically your frontal lobes aren't fully formed. So that, I think it's your decision making. Right. So, yeah. So I, I look back and, and I look at other 22-year-olds now and I'm like, oh, wow. I've, I, had a, I was looking after a baby yeah. at that age. Yeah. It's, it's like the most monumental sense of responsibility. Yeah. Um, and yet. You know, like our body's kind of positioned to to make you know be ready for that yeah. at such a young age, but mentally, yeah. not. I yeah. don't think. But in some ways, you know, I think when we get older and have yeah. kids, you've also overthought it. Yeah. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, but I was this yeah. and I was that. And yeah. What does that mean for me now? Exactly. So you you There's kind pros of pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, I didn't have any of that. So I, yeah. and I think in turn, my daughter's grown up and she's very independent. Mm. Because she had to be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just... You just so, what was your get-up as a young mom? Like, what, what oh, would you... Was, <laughs> I actually feel sorry for my daughter. Um, I was into my vintage big time. Yeah, right. Yeah, for a good nine years. Yeah. So, everything... It was like a production. Me leaving the house <laughs> was... Uh, I, it was like the world was my stage and I would just wear the most outrageous outfits. Right. An just example? Lot, oh, just print, like, so many, pr- like, colourful prints, a lot of fur... Okay. A um, lot of leopard. Yeah. Uh, Did you think that was your way of kind of finding yourself? Yeah, it, probably. Yeah. I mean, I had bright red hair right. for quite some time. I thought I looked amazing, but <laughs> I didn't. I looked like my friends called me Ronald. It was right. not great. Yeah. But it couldn't be red enough. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. So you effectively did to your daughter what your mum did, did to you. My mum did to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And she didn't, I, but the problem was I couldn't go pick her up from school looking like a normal mum. Yeah. I just You couldn't. just didn't want to. Well, no, I just, I had no normal clothes. Right. I, like I literally had no normal clothes. Yeah. I remember one time I picked her up and um, I don't drive and so we were catching the bus home and I told her I had to, I had to go somewhere that night and she started crying because she just wanted me to be like the normal mums. Yeah. And I said, well, well, what is a normal mum to you? And she yeah. said, you know, you pick me up at three o'clock and you wear your tracksuit pants <laughs> and that's like, that's to her, that was a normal mum. Yeah. Yeah, not this young mum that wore ridiculous outfits. Yeah. 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 Kind of. Probably looked like a clown. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that you did. I did. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I did, definitely. Uh, 
And yeah. what about now? I mean, in terms of how she reflects back on that. Sorry, what's your daughter's name? Sienna. Sienna. How does Sienna like think about that now? And does she appreciate it more? No, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have to have a conversation about that. She's not really speaking to me much at the moment because she's 15. Because <laughs> she's 15, yeah. yeah. Um, so, no, it's kind of grunts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, conversation's limited in my house. <laughs> it's quite lonely. I have it? an yeah. eight-year-old and I'm, I'm... Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, age. I'm trying... I'm, yeah. I keep saying to my husband, we just have to relish this point because yeah. I anticipate that teenage years are not going to be that much fun because I was a teenager and I yeah. wasn't even a... a a difficult one and and I still wouldn't want to have to deal with my own behaviour. No, it just comes upon you so quickly and then you take it personally. And so it's taken me a few years now to realise, okay, this isn't personal. Yeah. But you can't help it. And is it just the two of you? It's just the two of us, yeah. Yeah. So that would kind of exacerbate that too, right? Yeah, and And it's funny, growing, her being little, she was so cute, Mm. but I couldn't appreciate it. And Mm. I don't know if this is different for you. Right. Uh, How old were you when you had your... Oh, I was... 33 when yeah. I had Chloe so, so I don't know very if it's different a little bit older I don't yeah. know if you appreciate the littleness the cuteness I, of them. I think I have with my second because yeah. the f- with my first it was just like you know you're, you're in a rush for all yeah. the next stuff to happen and get your life back yeah. and trying to figure it yeah. all out and then you know you realize how quickly they do grow up so with my second one and I've got a little boy yeah and I probably babied him a little bit more you know because you want to hold on to that cute stuff yeah but sorry I didn't have that yeah so I just wanted her to grow up yeah like I just was like I just couldn't wait for the milestones like oh my gosh I can't wait for her to start school so she can be a little bit more independent and then you know older and older and older till now I'm looking at her and I'm looking at little babies and I, I, it makes me sad. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, I feel like I couldn't, I didn't appreciate it at yeah. the time because I didn't have the time. Yeah. You know, I didn't, yeah. yeah all, this, all this, all this, the emotional all the, skills. All the insight. All the know, insight, yeah. You know, like, and as, as I said, because yeah. she's been your only child, yeah. you, I think the tendency is with the first one to want to, rush through those yep. things and yep. and tick them off the box yeah. and and get to know your your child yeah. as well like the sooner they can speak you kind of want to know what yeah. their ideas about the world are yeah. but now you've gone full circle and you're getting nothing back getting nothing <laughs> and i find myself standing in her room awkward yeah so she, she won't really i'll be asking her some a question because this is how we communicate now it's just yeah. me asking questions she won't really yeah. have a conversation and so I'll just stand there and then I'm really aware of the space that I'm inhabiting yeah. and I feel awkward and I don't know what to do with my hands <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. And it's like I'm this weird, um, shy little kid in the schoolyard. Just trying to desperately yeah, be friends with, with the cool with kid. With the cool kid <laughs> who's being a, not very nice to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind but of it's like so that. funny because I look at you, A, I wouldn't have assumed you were, you were a mum yeah. and B, like I think – you know, you're, you'd be seen by most other kids as a cool mum yeah. and yet your own kids. Not her. Not, <laughs> no way. I'm so embarrassed. Uh, she's so embarrassed by me. I think she'll appreciate it down the track, yeah. you know. Yeah. It won't take long. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when, you know, obviously you you were a young mum with, with a child to look after, when did you return back to acting and theatre? When, um, when she started school. So right. when she kind of started kindergarten, um, 
I th- I was studying nutrition and naturopathy at the time, mm-hmm. and I thought that yeah, I just had more independence, so I just thought I could maybe start giving this a go. Yeah. On the side or just yeah whatever. So that's quite some time ago now. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of um, acting and and theatre performance. Uh, we've touched on it a little bit, but do you think that that getting back into that impacted your style again? Like, did you feel like you, that was now an outlet for you to be a bit more uh, theatrical? And did things kind of calm Pair back down? A bit. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, and plus, I also needed a wardrobe that was kind of for, to go to castings and auditions. That mm. was an everyday wear or yes. whatever, and yep. I didn't have any of that, so I kind of had to start building my wardrobe up just it's almost like civilian wear or yeah, something yeah. I don't know <laughs> Mufti. <laughs> mum, yeah mum wear whatever that yeah. kind of and is. the red hair did that, that went yeah. yeah that went that went back to blonde yeah. yeah um one of the things that we're talking about in this season of um style stories is the sense of community mm-hmm. and, and coming together yeah. do you think in terms of a creative outlet mm. like theatre, mm. how do you think that contributes to people's sense of community? Definitely, yeah. yeah being part of um, working, being yeah, it's almost like you're part of a family and you're working towards the common goal, mm. which is whatever you're creating, whether yep. that be, um, you know, the wardrobe or the set or um, whatever. Mm. Yeah, I think. It definitely you feel like you belong and you're a little team and that's what I really like mm. yeah and bouncing off ideas off people I think is amazing yeah yeah you get different people's perspectives and kind of ideas and you find out about the people that you're working with as well which I really like so you're just you know I love uh listening to people's stories yeah. I just think it's really amazing yeah so, yeah, so do I yeah, <laughs> <really>. <laughs> um yeah. so in terms of contributing to a something bigger than yourself Mm. or a greater sense Mm. of good. My understanding is you started volunteering at Wayside before you started working there. Why was that important to you and what point in your life did you come to find Wayside? Uh, It was about maybe six years ago or five years ago I started volunteering. It's funny, I actually started – I volunteered when I was 15 at the Wayside Chapel. Oh, did you? Yeah, back when you could just literally rock up and – just help out. What motivated you to do that then, do you think? I, a girlfriend of mine, it was Christmas time and we thought mm. we'll go and help pack hampers. Yep. So that's what we did. Mm. Um, so then, yeah, I've kind of come back full circle and it was when I was really doing a lot of acting classes mm. and I was around a lot of actors and I was just talking about myself incessantly um, and I just kind of got a bit over myself and I was in a relationship that wasn't – it was ha- it had its difficulties and mm. I don't think I was very happy mm. in hindsight. And um, I thought if I – and my girlfriend was actually working at the wayside at the time. Yeah. And I just thought if I – I should start volunteering because it's uh, being of service to somebody else. I'm not getting paid for it. Yeah. Um, and it'll get me out of my own head and maybe expand my world a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I started volunteering in the op shop. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and loved it. Yeah. I mean, the characters that come in, the women that uh, worked there, I just loved, yeah, just everyone, just women of all ages and everyone kind of getting along and everyone laughing and it was just a nice place to be. Mm. Yeah. 
So one of the things that Wayside Chapel kind of advocates mm. is the fact that it embraces all walks of yeah. life. Um, and so if, if embracing difference is important, to wayside mm. how does how do you find you embrace difference in the way that you represent yourself in my in my in what i wear yeah or? You're in your style in your manner uh, clothing oh that's a hard little question mm. <laughs> um i don't maybe i don't know it, it's uh maybe slightly kooky yeah in a, a kooky vibe i don't know my hair kind of Adds to the 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 difference. The point of difference. The point yeah. of difference. I think. How um, would you describe your style now, anyway? Oh, it's for I dress for comfort. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't like anything tight on me. Yeah. So everything's about three sizes too big. <laughs> <laughs> um, sneakers. I never thought I would wear sneakers, and that's literally all I wear now. Did you? What did you used to rock around in heels? Not. Oh yeah, heels or boots. boots. Biker boots. I had yeah, a lot of right. biker boots. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with crazy dresses or whatever. Yeah. And then I've slowly in the last few years transitioned into sneakers and now that's all I wear. Yeah. And I can't have enough sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like it's become this obsession. Um, I'm kind of wearing a lot of boys, like I, I wear a lot of men's clothes kind of more so now maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and obviously you still have a very strong connection to secondhand clothes yes. and vintage clothing. Yeah. That's still something that yeah. plays an active role in your wardrobe. Yeah, definitely. I love yeah. vintage. I'll never stop loving yeah. or wearing vintage. I worked in a vintage store for years. Right. Um, and yeah, I've always, like most days I probably do wear a vintage piece thrown yeah. in the mix. Yeah. Um, I've got a lot of vintage at home that I can't bring myself to get rid of. Mm. Which what I kind, need to. What era are you drawn to now or now, what, what now type of piece? Kind of eight, definitely. 80s 90s yeah i'm i really like the euro trash mm. look so you've gone full circle mate I? <laughs> <laughs> I know i know i know <laughs> yeah i really really have i'm really embracing my Is the yeah. thing that you rejected at such it's, a young age is coming now coming back, back. i the, love that oh, i know to the point where my house for a long time there started to look like my grandmother's and yeah. i didn't realize yeah, so yeah. all this religious iconography was on the wall i started collecting it um are you into the Muttis? Yes. Yeah, me yes, too. They're beautiful. I have a collection oh, on my kitchen wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I do love that. I know. And it's just a bit, a bit the ethnic, but you know. Yeah. No, I love it too. <laughs> but mine's now gone. I've removed it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was a point of shame for my daughter <laughs> right. for many a year. <laughs> um, How does she dress? Oh, uh, she dresses like uh, one of the Jenners, Kylie. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm just letting her go with it. I'm not like, I mean, I can't control it. Yes. She'll wear whatever, but it's, I think Kylie Jenner, what's not yeah. the model. No, Kylie's the young one with yeah. the, like the billionaire yeah. cosmetics queen. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's all about um, tight. Yeah. Tight, tight, tight. Cropped. Cropped, short. It's very boobiana. Yeah. Um, she's, my daughter's mixed race too. So she's right. got beautiful curly hair, really yeah. curly and she straightens it every day so it's okay. all about yeah it's yeah. about the eyebrows yeah. now and it's about the hair straightening and it's about the Kylie Jenner look yeah does she has she embraced op shopping and no vintage clothing no, no hates it right yeah okay hates it yeah she hates that um I do it like she just the whole the concept of secondhand to her she doesn't particularly like right 
Yeah. I think maybe because she's just grown up with it. Yeah. So she, I think she finds it a bit gross or yeah. she just wants new stuff. Yeah. Everything has to be new. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny because you, you've you got such a modern take. At Wayside, the Wayside Chapel yeah. op shop has really um, taken some of that secondhand mm. like moth mm. smelly kind of um, – attachments mm. to secondhand clothing you guys have have done a really good job at shifting away from that mm. um i think personally your particular op shop has always had a reputation for like amazing hidden gems yeah. in there um which i think is like testament to the way that the community yep. interacts with Definitely. the op shop but um you know you were one of the first to go online mm. um and also, you've, you know, got these um, great fashionista-type mm. ambassadors coming on board. Um, how do you think that that is changing the mindset of secondhand clothing to the greater community? Yeah, I think it's uh, – I think there's a definite shift and yeah. I think COVID's probably helped that along as well mm. in terms of probably people have lost their jobs yeah, and maybe financial situation has changed or whatever – um, but people still want to buy clothes and yeah. they still want to feel good. Yeah. And I think with us, it, we've taken probably a lot of the rummaging out of mm. the equation because a lot of people I know can't do it and that's what turns them off secondhand stores. Yeah, They're just sure. like just this whole can't rummage, makes me feel yeah. sick, I Whereas can't handle the smell. Whereas you and I probably love yeah. that, like the thrill of that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I get excited. Yeah, me too. That and a bookstore, it's kind of yeah. like this weird little <laughs> adrenaline rush. Um, so I think, yeah, things are changing and now our, well, I mean, we've always had such a great community and mm. just, uh, you know, in Bondi and in King's Cross. Yep. And yep. now I think online has, we're reaching new people. Mm. Um, that we wouldn't have been able to access before because they're they're in another state, or, or remote, or yeah. they can't get here or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think you know this whole it's it's this shop ethically thing. I think people are becoming more aware of the fact that we need to, you know, it's not about fast fashion anymore. Um, where people are just are more aware that they need to be looking after the environment and. Mm. Um, they're reusing and they're repurposing. So I think that's changing too. Yeah. And Definitely. Do you think that it is hitting that next generation? Like obviously your daughter's not necessarily no. into it yet. Yeah. I, I imagine that that will shift yeah. in her. Yeah. But um, do you think that, you know, maybe not at 15 but mm. a bit older that, I, that that's – do you have a clientele? Our, our shop, our Bondi store especially does. Yeah. Um, definitely they've, we've got like 18 to 25 year old girls that are, that come in there religiously. Yeah. Even probably 17 actually, mm. the local schools. Um, yeah, no, I think they're, they're, and it's cheap. Yeah. And they don't have the money. Yeah. Really to be spending a whole $200 yeah. on a track. So exactly. Yeah. And, and also they don't know what they're going to find. Mm. So it's kind of, I think that they appreciate the thrill of the search. Yeah. And just playing dress-ups. And I think they think, you know, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, And it's unique as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of your style yeah. evolution, you've gone full circle. <laughs> do yeah. you, how do you think your style will evolve um, and, 
what do you kind of foresee a seven-year-old Bianca oh. wearing? Yeah, right. Um, I really like what Diane Keaton wears. I like oh, Diane yeah. Keaton. Yeah. So yeah. you're that masculine. Yeah, I really yeah. like it. I, I, I find women who have embraced their own sense of style, um, whether it be odd or, you know, a little bit kooky or whatever, interesting. Mm. I find, yeah. Um, so because like, it tells a story. Yeah, it tells a story and, it, and you kind of get a glimpse into their personality. So, I mean, someone like Diane Keaton, she has always kind of worn a little bit more masculine style yeah. and she's a bit odd. She's like kooky. She's held on to the Annie Hall <laughs> yeah, in her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows yeah. where it could go? Yeah. Maybe I could go back to Ronald being <laughs> yeah. a clown again. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what what is on the cards for you? You Like... In just in terms of you're working at Wayside, mm-hmm. are you still acting? Is that something that you'd still pursue yeah. down the track? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I need to. I think that's really gone to the wayside, yep. pardon the pun. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, just I think it, it, this year has been nice for me in the sense I've taken a step back and maybe just reassessed things in my life and mm-hmm. just trying to figure out where I want to go yeah I think also as well my daughter getting older it's given me time more time to myself now and just wondering oh, okay so I'm not um looking after a small child anymore so now mm. it's like I'm trying to raise this young woman yeah but at the same time what do I want to be doing as well I mm-hmm. think that's now kind of where I'm at so it's, yeah. a, it's a bit confusing yeah um but yes, I don't. Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 I wish I knew. <laughs> yeah. But no, acting definitely. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I look forward to seeing uh, more of you, given that we're just you. around the corner, <laughs> yeah. and um, and hopefully seeing you on a theatre or a screen or <laughs> whatever you might pursue. But thank you so much for joining thank me today you. for sharing your style oh, story. Thank you for having me. It's My been pleasure. Lovely. Thanks. <laughs> Bianca is a supporter of Circular Fashion, taking on secondhand and vintage from a young age to now running the Wayside Chapel online op shop. Like her advocacy for circular fashion, her style's also gone full circle, going from wanting to fit in by rejecting her mother's eccentricities to wanting to stand out and embracing ethnic iconography and 80s extravagance. While she may have journeyed through the full rotation of style, it is apparent that the more comfortable Bianca is in her own skin, the more mellow and easygoing her fashion has become, even if it does maintain a slight kooky edge. Whether she's rocking some awesome vintage animal print or just relaxing in a recycled romper, it's always been Bianca's style to consider not only how she looks, but how she fits into and services the world around her. As we reach the end of the year and head into the holiday season, now is a time to look good, do good and feel good with Wayside Chapel Opshop. You can shop online at thewaysidechapelopshop.com or if you're in Sydney like me, you can donate your pre-loved fashion items at their 40 to 42 Warners Avenue North Bondi or 29 Hugh Street Potts Point locations. If Style Stories made you feel good, please feel free to subscribe, leave a review or explore more of my guest stories on my website or Instagram at mablinpark.co. Thanks for listening.